Hey there, I'm Susan. And I'm Jessica. Welcome to the Eavesdrop on Us podcast, where we have real conversations about what it's like to be in business these days. Pull up a chair and welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Eavesdrop on Us podcast. I'm Jessica. And I'm Susan. And this week, I am bringing a, I just sprung this topic on Susan maybe 10 minutes ago before we hit recording because I saw a reel on Instagram yesterday featuring an author named, and I'm I'm hoping I get her name pronunciation correct, Bronnie Ware. And she is a woman who has, I guess she's written this book that has been translated into multiple languages, has sold over a million copies. And it's basically unpacking the five most common regrets that people have on their deathbed. So a little bit of a morbid topic, but I think- it's morbid at all. I love the planning aspect of it. Yeah, I, I it got me thinking last night, and I'll tell you all what the what the I'll tell you what the five common regrets are. But it got me thinking. My my mind went in two directions. One, I think I'm just into this topic right now because we recently lost Sasha, so my mind is going into like, what am I spending my time? It's it's getting me thinking about like bigger life questions, which I think sometimes those tragedies that's that's what happens. And two, I think it brings in a bigger conversation of being an entrepreneur and how we spend our time as entrepreneurs. And so I, I'm i really excited to, to bring this topic to the table, Susan, specifically to hear what you think. So for the benefit of our listeners and you, can I just share what the five common regrets are? And then I think we'll just jump into them. I'm actually looking forward to it. Okay. So she says the most common things that she has heard from people, and I guess she worked as a palliative nurse in, in hospice care and was, you know, worked with lots and lots and lots of different families and helping their loved ones transition. And so these were the five most common ones, not the only ones, but the most common ones. Number one is that people wish they lived a life truer to themselves. Number two, they wish they hadn't worked so hard. Number three, they wish that they had expressed their feelings more. Number four is they wish that they had stayed in touch with their friends. And number five was they wish that they let themselves be happier and live a happier life. So those were the five most common regrets. And interestingly, you know, in an entrepreneurial space that we're, you know, we're always about like goals and, and, you know, getting to the next level and growing and all the sort of numbers and vanity metrics associated with it. No numbers are associated with any of those regrets. So Susan, I'm wondering like, which one stands out to you and why? Well, it's every entrepreneur, for God's sakes. <laughs> if you started a business, you've been alone. So you you can kind of feel and you know, even though you're lonely and things aren't going great, you may not be able to express that because it would be too vulnerable. You know, you work too much. Well, that's because you know, it's an all or nothing paradigm for some, right? This is my last chance. I got to make this happen. So there's that desperate nature to it. So it can be out of proportion for what, you know, a healthy work life balance probably should, or I should say, ideally look like. Um, happier. I, I do think, regrettably, this is an unspoken truth. That uh, and I'm talking strictly for startups. There are a number of folks that start a business 
And they had a grand time and an amazing time starting that business. And they take it as a life sentence that they cannot do anything else. So the happiest maybe for five or 10 years. And then like, Jesus, I just put a you know noose around my neck because I, I want to do other things, yet I can't. Yeah. Well, I almost think that, that, that just listening to you, we could take each one of these lessons and go so deep on it. So I'll, yes, I'll, you can I, go very I, meta. You always can go meta. You can. And I think there's there's one that definitely stands out to me and one that I hear so often from the clients and business owners mm-hmm. that I interact with frequently. And one that I think is just, I latched on because it speaks to something I'm thinking about as well. So I wonder if, is there one that is especially sticking out to you? Yes. And half, no, um, <laughs> I know. Is there such a thing? Well, it, it really goes to the thing of, you know, the happier. I wish I, I was, I gave myself permission to be happier. And for the past two years, I've been stressing, bring the fun back, have fun. And, you know, because it helps you put in, at least it does for me, right? It does for me. I don't want to speak euphemistically on everyone's behalf, but for me, that's also a placeholder for me to say from good old Ralph Waldo Emerson, you know, finish each day and be done with it. And that means leave it all out in the field, man. Just if you're going to do it, do it hard. And it may be wrong, but dang it, you made your mark, right? Mm -hmm. I've never seen somebody fail miserably and spectacularly and fail a little bit. Meaning, you know, if they gave it a little more juice, they probably would have made it, right? But I I know if you've given it a year old, what what are you going to do? You can't regret it. Yeah, because you gave it, it your all. So I, some of our most, you know, when I think about some of our most successful entrepreneurial clients, there's just that like go getter, can do attitude. Yeah. And I love being around them and talking with them because they're like, oh, you know what? We're we're just gonna create this product and we're just gonna go for it and see what happens, right? Or well, that's oh that's a person who can work with risk. Right. But but there's this there's this, I want to see what happens and I want to have fun. It's this exploratory, investigative approach to things. And of course, I know it's driven by like, I think this can make us money and I think this is going to make us successful. But I think underneath that is more of the like, no, it's the exploratory, like, let's see what happens. And I want to, you know, I want to just give this a shot. So it's like creating and launching a new product. It could be hiring a team member. It could be, you know, uh, you've had some clients have multiple locations, right? So they're they're expanding and stretching and they're like, let's just see what happens. And there's that there's that fun, like, I want to try this attitude. So mm-hmm. when I think of that lesson, like let myself be help happier as an entrepreneur, I think there's that, there's that not wanting to live also with the regret of like, I was too scared to try this, or I wonder what would have happened if I tried this. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all of our amazing episodes that we're going to release. And hopefully this has you thinking about things twice. Come over, have a conversation with us. We'd love to have a conversation with you to take that next step. But not with us, we're certainly going to put you in the right direction. Make sure you go over to IWantToCollaborate.com. Back to the show. 
So I kind of branched off, but I but I think to bring it back to the the Emerson quote, yeah. like finish each day and be done with it. See, for me, yeah. I'm going to jump in here because yeah, I- Yeah, go I, ahead. You could tell I, I'm, this is so fresh from last night. I'm yeah. absolutely working it out. Yeah. Well, for me, it's, it's no different why I love Mondays. Most people go running in the opposite direction from Mondays. Dang, I love me some Mondays. It's a new week. It's a new day. And I always embrace the potential of what can be, might be, could be. And I am an optimistic person. I'm not Pollyanna about it. I may be dating me, but it's true. I don't see, you know, rainbows and unicorns all the time. I do see, you know, potential. And I do embrace the joy of it, the the optimism of it. I am an American after all. That is quintessential American. And I do believe, you know, really, let's, we have everything to gain for it. Why play one second less? You know, going back to what you said earlier, it's this idea of this, I think, aligns with what you're saying, which is people will often start a business and it will look a certain way, right? (laughs) And they're happy with it for like those first couple years or however long. And then all of a sudden it doesn't become fun or enjoyable anymore. And I think one of the things that I know we've started working on with some of our clients is like, well, wait a second, the boredom, the frustration, the resentment, the feeling stuck. There's a there's a a lot of flexibility and freedom for entrepreneurs. Maybe people not so much for people who have the you know more of a corporate professional job, but for entrepreneurs, like you can change it. You don't have to throw the whole thing out. Like how many people have come to you and been like, I hate this thing, and I just want to light my business on fire. And you're like, wait a second, it doesn't have to be that extreme. We don't have to go all the way to that degree. It's the classic, I've fallen out of love mm-hmm. with it. It presents that way, but really, you know, the end of the understory is I created this business. I had a lot of opportunity and creativity and risk and adrenaline rushes left and right. And it's become rote. It's become monotonous. It's become predictable. And I actually shine best when there's unpredictability. Hello, entrepreneurs unite. I, you know, they love it. it non-entrepreneurs look at it as risk, but we entrepreneurs who start businesses from the ground up, that's not risk. That's creative opportunity. And we're okay with it. We really do see it askewed a different way than most average individuals. In fact, only 3% of the United States citizens, well, According to the SBA, by the way, I didn't take this test. It was a survey done by the SBA. That we don't know who actually took this survey. So <laughs> was in fact the SBA because everybody, you know, we always hear this moniker of, "Oh, you can be a business owner, and you can be a business owner, and you two, and you three. Well, the fact is, there's a reason why fifty percent businesses fail in five years. Because they weren't supposed to be in business anyways, because honestly, they're not wired. They're probably amazing number two people. So really, when we boiled down the numbers in that study, they came up with actually 3% of the population at that given time is about five years old. 3% of the population is actually wired and prepared for the rigors of owning a business. And what's that mean? stressed out over risk. 
I can balance it. I can work it through. And a person that isn't able to do that, well, my God, would you find anything more stressful and unpleasant and unfulfilling? Well, actually, this, this actually, tra- this is the question I was going to ask you, and I think you're you're starting to answer it now, which is what would you say to an entrepreneur that has come to you and mm-hmm. sort of revealed, I'm just unhappy in my business? Like, what would you, what what advice or what would you recommend they do? Well, it's threefold. So one, what is it that doesn't make you happy any longer? So in other words, what made you happy at the beginning? Number one, we need to determine what that is. Two, are you sure you're not just bored? You know, sometimes we confuse our emotions, you know, fear or anticipation, right? And often in this instance, that does get confused. I'm just bored out of my wits. And then the boredom becomes hate and frustration, right? So I want to see if they're bored, you know, the monotony of what they've done. And finally, I want to see how able are they to imagine a different outcome. So, you know, would you like to use this present business as an ATM to fund the new venture? Are you interested in selling this outright? There are a number of options. So where ideation and option creation is in that particular effort. So there's three. It's never a straight answer because individually we are different and that uniqueness of that individual is what created that business. So we have to capture that with the leadership. And you witnessed all of this on various occasions. So none of this should be new to you, of course, but you know, it's interesting when you finally button up and say, well, what if we just hired somebody to run the business and you go do the creative part of this business? I can't begin to tell you how many jaws hit the floor. What? We can do that? And it was like, hell yeah, that's the fun. Let's go create more. What I love about this answer, and again, I think in the in the bigger scheme of so many people went into business to do something that they love, but also for flexibility and freedom and the ability to do a lot of things on their terms. Let's tap into that. It doesn't have, if you're unhappy and you're frustrated, there are options. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's too bad, I think, when you, I know you hear this a lot more just with the clients that you tend to work with. They will come to you and they've been feeling that feeling for a while. Oh, it's It's hard. Yeah, it's it's been like, it's been marinating. That frustration, resentment, unhappiness has been marinating for a while. And so I think that's always why you're like, Oh man, like, could you have come to me like a year ago, however long ago, right? I've been sitting in this. It's like, there was, there are so many options for you. That's a heartbreak. I have to tell you one thing. One of the reasons why I did start this business for my whole career, good 20 years, always in the senior leadership. I was very blessed in my career while raising you girls um, to work in senior leadership. But here's the thing. I never had my voice. Couldn't because it wasn't my business. So I had to represent dad as a colonel or the officer in charge. I had to represent the mother of. I had to represent the employee or director of. Uh, When I forget it, when I worked in the United States Senate, honey, I was holding a purse and write. I had my voice in on written word, but I couldn't say it. Thing. I had no voice because anything I said would have been used against the senator that I 
so appreciated. And, you know, I really rallied on her behalf, but it would have been made and used against her. And that wouldn't help anybody. So I want voice. And that was one of the reasons why we named it Trezakis and Associates. I wanted my name, my voice, my thought, my, my say on it. If I had to go another day without having to speak my personal truth, Oh, we we're gonna have a we're gonna have a cleanup on I O one. It was just it wasn't gonna be pretty. But for people, you know, making that transition into a small business, they don't know how to. How do I actually do that? And that's the fun that we get to have with them, right? You are huge in helping people. I was just thinking, uh, my mind went in a, a bunch of different directions with all the that's conversations you. I've okay, had. Mark. I know yeah. I've talked with so many. It's everything from just when we, when I think of content creation, yes. it's been f- from a place of like, I am a spiritual person, but I'm afraid to talk about that. Or I want to have conversations about this hobby that I'm into, or I want to show my feelings about this. It's all those kind of conversations. In fact, I recently had one the other, the other day and it was one of our clients and they were just saying, you know, we I've been taught in the past or previous jobs when they were in more professional corporate positions, it was be careful not to offend anyone. And I just oh. said to them, I said, you know, I, one, just in the line of work that you do, I, I don't think you're going to say anything that is going to like have everybody unfollow you, everybody like hate you. And then your business shut down. I was like, I don't think the nature of what you do is going to lend itself to that. And I said, but more importantly, the censoring of what you want to say, the holding back of what's really inspiring you is holding you back, I think, from having fun in the business, telling stories, connecting with people. And so what you're kind of left with is this very bland vanilla content that you're wondering why nobody really wants to engage with. And I said, I promise you, if you start adding in and dipping your toe into sharing these feelings that you're having, your thoughts on your industry, even the the elements of what you are, are, are like in your personal life and what your values are, I said, you're going to find that you're connecting with way more people. And then more importantly, it's a lot more enjoyable too. Like the more you censor yeah. yourself, the more of a drag it is. Yeah. The worst thing I want to hear is, hey, you know what? I don't know how I feel about it. No, stop. You're talking about the wrong topics. If you don't know how you feel, help yourself create an informed opinion. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody will judge. It doesn't well, matter. You know, you know, this actually reminds me of, you know, something that you and I philosophically agreed upon. I want to say at least a year ago. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We were, we were helping a lot of entrepreneurs with some content creation stuff. And you and I agreed that one of the things that we were going to do when we were working with clients on this is that we were not going to write the content for them because what we wanted to teach them was the ability to find their voice and say what they want to say, because there's nothing more freeing than that to be able to articulate and communicate and say what you want to say. And no one can take that away from you. And there's such power in that. It's so much bigger than a business thing. It's like, this is you, this is you as a person. And I know like I've been on Zoom calls with clients and when we've gotten to like, what do you want to say? What do you really want to express to people? Make what do you want to say? Make yes. but even bigger than that. It's like, you're holding like, no, I want to hear what you have to say. And then they finally reveal it. And it's like, we just got goosebumps, right? There's just something yeah. so beautiful in that. That's the whole 
reason for doing what we do, isn't it? Finding the under the under, mm-hmm. you know, but that really goes back to Ralph Waldo Emerson's famous quote of finish each day and just be done with it. For goodness sakes, be done with it. Leave it on the field. Can you actually pass away with regret living by that? That credo is just so empowering, isn't it? And you mm-hmm. know, I'm not a big one on regret. I don't believe in regret. I think. Regret- well, that, so I think that's why you're um, saying, you know, in the in the spirit of like expressing yourself and saying what you want to say, then it's do. like you're, you know, you're not going to have that regret of like, well, I wish I expressed my opinion on this or said that. And and look, I was using the example of social media as a very specific illustration, just because that's what we often use as entrepreneurs. But that's even in like conversations and and who you're connecting with and who you're building, you know friendships and, and networking relationships with. I think it's just being able to say say those things and express yourself. I think it also has to do with the fact that as really, you do not have a problem with that. I can tell you there are times though, you know, having a mom like I did growing up, we were encouraged to have an informed opinion, but an opinion, whether it's on social policy, current events, So they required that we read newspapers at the time coming up. And, you know, we even had it growing up, you know, give me a high and low of today. We required you to own the experiences, whether they were good or not so good on that particular day, right? It allowed conversation, it allowed connection, it allowed exploring, well, why was it not good? Or why was it amazing? It's the art of, learning and being childlike in your curiosity, when we shut that down, we become less than and we're less happier. We play a smaller game. We don't want to be heard so much because we're just not too sure. And I can't think of a sadder existence. And if there's a way that I can empower, and I tell you what, one of the reasons why we do what we do is because we do empower people, not because of our work, but because they gain confidence in how to do it for their own self. I think that's why entrepreneurs are uniquely positioned in this instance to really, if we think of these five lessons, I think there's an opportunity to live them or is that, I don't know if that's the right word, but I think that your business can be a vehicle to fulfill these lessons or live these lessons. You know, it's funny, the ones that you latched on to Right. And this is why I love content because you never quite know when you create something and you release it to the world, what people are going to grab onto, what they're going to latch onto. And I played that reel for you before we got onto yeah. recording this. And oh, like a half a minute. <laughs> well, I know they're short. It's like a minute and 30 That's seconds. But, but we listen to the same thing, same content. You take it in one direction and I take it in a, in another one just based on our life experience and, and yeah. where our head's at and what matters to us. And I think the one that stands out to me the most is, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Yes. Yeah. I wish Why? I hadn't worked so hard. Why? Why? I think because I am a busybody and I do like working. And I think maybe it's my age, but I am feeling time going by so much quicker. Yeah, it does. As we get older, it does. 
it's like I blink and it's like, my gosh, like, you know, some of the things we were talking about, I'm like, that was a year ago. That was a year and a half ago. Like we were just expressing this, the very yeah. cliched, like, oh my gosh, the time flies by. And I think when I was listening to the, to the real, which was talking about one of the regrets is people wish they hadn't worked so hard. I think as an entrepreneur, my mind goes right into, it's very easy for me when I'm working on something to get very focused and make it so important and it's the end all be all and i get very consumed by it because it's fun and i like problem solving and i like you know the the satisfaction that comes with completing something you know whether it's working on something for a client or or creating something for us like as simple as like a lead magnet or a downloadable item i'm like oh this is so fun and that, and then part of my challenge is that before i know it you know i'm on the phone all the time. My mind is elsewhere. My mind is so wrapped up in work and so so thinking mm-hmm. of other things and at the expense of. Yeah, that's the caveat. And, you know, you're an apple off the old tree here, right? <laughs> I, I love to work. And for me, work is fun. I This is indeed fun. So, but I also have to remember as entrepreneurs we have to be sensitive and supportive and loving to our support system, you know, our friends, family, and, you know, as I like to have fun with the in-laws and the outlaws, they need time with us. And, you know, we may be okay with less time, not because we don't love them, appreciate them, or want to be there. It almost has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the singular focus of, I'm really passionate about what I'm committed to in this business, but they need us. So, and then here's the fun thing. When we go on vacation, when we do take breaks, we we do it, oh yeah, the family really wants to go away. Ugh. I have all this stuff I have to make up so I can get away. And, and inevitably we come back refreshed, energized, ready to do new things. So you would think, We'd get it in our thick heads that, yeah, man, friends and family are incredibly soul-quenchingly important. I think intellectually people yes. get that. And I yes. know intellectually yes. it's like, well, yeah, I I I am aware of that. I've been told that. We have quotes and abundance surrounding that idea, right? Doing it is another different doing genre. it is another yeah. is another thing. And I think one of the the lenses I've started to use in seeing things through is, you know, five years from now, it's not going to matter how many people liked this post that I put on social media, you not know, five, five years from now, it's not going to matter. It, it, and I don't say this dismissively about the things that we're creating, because I think they matter, but in the grand, I'm talking in the grand scheme of things, the singular post or video that I've recorded is not going to matter. So stop obsessing and stop fixating on it and stop wanting it to be, you know, Perfect. Can I interrupt you there? Because I think what you said there, you really bring in a lot to the listener here. What? We only have so many resources of the self, right? Can we stop pretending that it's infinite, that it is indeed finite? I think that's what I'm hearing you share. And I'm taking something from that. And I think you would readily agree with this. We can't give all. And then when we give all, expect there to be more to be tapped into. Well, and yeah, I teach as an adjunct at the university, just a freshman, you know, intro to writing class. You know, it's one of the gen eds that you have to take to to graduate. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, had a student and literally this morning email me frantically 
that they were going to be late and they were so apologetic. And they were like, I was at the hospital last night with my father. I'm not making this up. Right. And I was like, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, that is where your time should be spent. We will make up the lesson of what whatever we covered today in freshman composition class, you know, and I think it's just seeing things through the lens of, you know, five years from now in the grander scheme of things, you know, where do I want to be spending my time? What do I want to spend my time doing? And that doesn't mean that I will all of a sudden just be like, well, I'm not going to do anything. Like I'm not going to do an all or nothing here. What I am suggesting, and you can sense that I am working this out and I don't have the answer to this personally for myself, but it does in light of, of losing Sasha, in light yeah. of listening to this, you know, it gets, it just gets you thinking like, what do I really want to spend my time doing? Is it, do I want to spend my time worrying and stressing out about, you know, this or that in the business? Or do I want to be constantly attached to my social media Ugh. thinking about are, are enough people engaging with my stuff or people liking my stuff or this or that? And mm-hmm. like in the grand scheme of things, it's just, it doesn't, it won't matter. Well, I think to your point, it does, but it doesn't. And yeah. there's a moronic nature of it. It does in the moment, but in the long term, it really doesn't. It, it and I, I usually come back to, you know, the four points I wrote down, truth, feelings, working, and being happier. You know, it, the obvious exercise there could be what's the opposite? You know, I could have been happier. Instead, I had allowed myself to stay in a, a sad, unhappy state. I could have worked less. And achieve probably the same or slightly more, but yet, nope, I worked harder. Feelings, I felt less when, in all honesty, I had every reason to do a happy victory deals, but I didn't mm-hmm. give myself permission. And then, you know, the truth, well, you know, of course, that resonated big time with me. You know, usually it's having a say, having an, an informed opinion. Having a perspective, having, you know, agency and autonomy. And I think those are all incredibly important, regardless who you are as a human being. I think what I would really want to emphasize is at the end of the hour, when we're done talking about branding, business, all of that, how did you show up to this gig? Because it's, you know, it goes back to that old saying, it's not going to say on my epitaph that I held a really kick-ass meeting. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's going to have a few titles that I'm proud of. Daughter, sister, mother, wife. That's it, folks. Notice I didn't have entrepreneur there. Even though I've impacted a number of lives, that's perhaps under friend. You know, it was a friendly moment. But I think encouraging everybody to really take stock of how do you want to show up in this life? You have one make it count and, you know, make peace with that. And that's really why that fabulous little quote from that man about a hundred years ago in Lexington, Massachusetts, good old Ralph, he came up with yet another winner. Finish each day and be done with it. How phenomenal is that? I find so yeah. much empowerment. Well, I think that it does, it does let us go in a very empowering, you know, there is a sobering note to some of this, but I think in the sense that by calling attention to it and having awareness of this, then 
we can do something about it. And I think we've, that's what we've unpacked today is that, you know, these five lessons as entrepreneurs, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, the months have just rolled by, or I'm really not that happy, or I'm kind of frustrated in my business, or I haven't remembered the last time I actually hung out with my friends outside of my business. You're in a very unique position to do something about it. And so to wrap up, that's what we would suggest to someone listening to this is these five regrets don't necessarily have to be true for not for you as a bit. business owner. So Susan, this has been this has been a fun topic to bring to the table because it wasn't a business topic. It was just this interesting reel that I stumbled upon yeah. that I was like, this is going to be such a good conversation. So thank you. Oh, it was my joy. In all honesty, it was one of those instances where I found that empowering. Mm-hmm. It was really encouraging and empowering. I hope those listening get it too. So I love that you brought it up as usual, always insightful and fun to flesh it out a little bit more. So yay, well done. All right. Well, that's it for today, Susan. I will see you next time. See you soon. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to IWantToCollaborate.com. I'm Jessica. And I'm Susan. See you next time.